We are starting the third chapter of Ilhot Avodat Yom Kippurim of Arambam. This chapter will deal mostly with the the scapegoat and the other goat that is brought as a korban um, on Yom Kippurim. Halacha Aleph. Shene ha'goralot echad katub alav ladonai ve'echad katub alav la'azazel. There were two um, lots that that used to be cast in the in the goral to to see which goat is going to be what, just so it's not picked by by any human hand on purpose. Of course, it is picked by a human hand, and depending on what angle and movement the kohen's hand ends up having, that's going to determine which which goat is what. But at least from the perception of Am Israel. This was not chosen by a human hand. So one of these lots would have the word Ladonai for God. The other one would have the, the inscription Lazazel. Now the word Azazel, uh, its meaning is subject to a lot of debate. Um, the explanation I like the most is that it's a combination of two words, Lazazel. Az means um, something rough, so you could add in square brackets, ending, to a rough ending, azel, like in other Semitic languages, we are familiar with the with the term in Aramaic, azil or azal, means to go, so is the one that goes to a rough ending, that's la azazel. Vehem kasherim mikol davar, uh, there is no restriction or requirement that they be made of anything in particular, just they have to be identical. And at first they used to be made of wood, but then they made them of gold. You have to place these two lots in a large vessel, or a vessel that's large enough to to encompass, to contain two human hands, so that when the Kohen Gadol puts both of his hands inside, he is not able to to sort of like gain the system. And this uh, vessel itself, the one that contains the lots, is not going to be holy, and it's called Kalpi. Where do you do this, Agrala? Where do you uh, cast these lots? You would do it on the Mizrah, on the eastern part of the Azara, on the northern part of the Mizbeah. So the Mizbeah faces south, northern part means behind the Mizbeah. Mizrah uh, Azara, if you think of the Kotel Amaravi being the wall that's closest to the building of Bet Hamikdash, so it's towards Aizrat Nashim, that's Mizrach Hazara. And you put, uh, the, they put the two goats facing Ma'arav with their backs to the Mizrach, and the Kohen with a Segan, that's, that's a vice Kohen Gadol. And the the Kohen will come accompanied by the vice Kohen Gadol in the Rosh Bet Av, who is the 
the person in charge of the of the Kohanim that are at that moment serving in Beit Hamikdash, um, which which will be the the third rank in Kohanim in Beit Hamikdash, and he'd have one of the goats to his right, one of the goats to his left. Halachagimal, taraf pakalpi ve'ayla shnei agorol shnei agorolot b'shtei adav l'shem shnei asyairim ufotei yachidav. אם של לשם עלה במינו, הסגן אומר לו, אישי כהן גדול הגבה ימינך. ואם בשמאלו עלה, ראש בית אב אומר לו, אישי כהן גדול הגבה שמאלך. We don't know if he was closing his eyes or not, but he was definitely not looking. He would put both of his hands inside the kalpi. He would uh, take both lots, and then he would open his hands, and the סגן and the, and the, the ראש בית אב are the ones that are going to see the answer. And what turned out to be the result, and if the one on the right is the one that's going to become a korban in Beit Hamikdash, then the segan who was standing on that side, he says, "My sir, Kohen Gadol, raise your right hand. This is the one that is going to be consecrated for korban, and vice versa. If the if the rosh if the if the left one was the one that was Ladonai." ונותן שני הגורלות על שניהן, של הימין על של הימין, ושל השמאל על של השמאל, ואם לא נתן, לא עיכב. אבל חסר מצווה שהנחה, מצווה שאינה מעכבת, והגרלה מעכבת. And then he places both lots correspondingly, each to, on the respective goat that, that was consecrated by that side, uh, the one that was left on the left, the one that was right on the right. If he didn't do that, that doesn't affect... The validity of this service, but it is a misva that needs to be done. It's just a misva that's not a condition to the rest of the service. The one that is a condition is the casting of the lots. Af al avoda, and this casting of the lots would be me'akev would be conditional, would be a condition to the fulfillment of this misva of this entire service, even though it itself is not avoda. לפיכך הנחה כשירה בזר ועליית הגורלות מן הקלפי פסולה בזר. Therefore, the placing of the גורלות on the goats can be done by anybody, but the, the, the casting of the גורל needs to be done by the כהן גדול. הלכה ד' וכושר לשון של זהורית משקל שתסלעים בראש צעירה משתלח ומעמידו כנראה בית שילוחו. The Kohen Gadol will take a Lashon Shel Zehorit. Lashon Shel Zehorit is some sort of a fabric. We don't know exactly what, but it was probably from wool, um, and it, it was painted with some sort of a Shani, which is, which is, uh, which is uh, probably from some, from some um, insect. Um, it's a scarlet color, scarlet-orange color. And there may have been something else to this dye and to this color that might explain why, according to some Mishnayot uh, and some Midrashim, it, it was capable of changing colors and becoming, becoming much lighter, uh, perhaps by exposure to the sun or to the elements. We don't know over how much time, uh, perhaps by, by the very trauma of being ripped apart. Uh, the, there, there could be chemical processes that could explain this. But in any event, the Kohen Gadol will take this Lashon Shel Zehori, this piece of, of uh, scarlet wool, 
which would be of a weight of Shetesilaim, and you would tie this on the head of the side of the goat that's going to be thrown to, uh, uh, down the cliff. And then he places that goat towards the opening through which he was going to be taken to be thrown out. Sorry, and the one that's going to be slaughtered in Bet Hamikdash, uh, he would put him put him ne- next to where he's going to be slaughtered, and then he turns his attention to Parahatat, to the Hatat of the of the calf of the of the little bull. And then, and then after he does the the, the par, he he da- then does the korban of the goat that had the the ladonai lot. And then he brings their blood, both of their bloods together, um, to the the building to the hechal. And then he sprinkles from this blood 43 times, 43 times, and this is how this is done. So he starts with the blood of the of the bull, of the calf, the ox, the par, and then he he aims to between the center of the aron, but on the kapo, on the kaporet. Um, and uh, apparently he wouldn't do it on he wouldn't do the the blood on the aron itself but it would be between in between so it wouldn't really fall on the aron it would be before the aron but in between the two uh, the two badin the two uh, um, like the carrying rods that are used to to transport the aron uh, but within one tefah, within one one uh, palm breadth from the kaporet, the kaporet is a covering of the aron. And the way you would do it is you would do one upwards and seven times downwards. And the upwards and downwards may not refer to the angle of the blood, but rather to the positioning of the hand. So one is with the hand facing um, uh, down, like with the palm of the hand facing down, that's upwards, as if you were pointing upwards. And then uh, rotate, flipping his hand, that will be that will be uh, downwards, or the opposite. So uh, when when you're when the fa- the palm of the hand is facing up, that means aiming up. The fa- palm of the hand facing down, that means uh, down. And it would be one and seven. And the pasuk says sheva peamim. It says uh, seven times. Why is it one and seven? We have a tradition that there is. An additional initial uh, sprinkling that's not included in those seven. And this is how he would count. He would do one and one, one, sorry, one, then one and one, then one and two, one and three, one and four, one and five, one and six, one and seven. And why do it this way? Lest he forgets, 
and then he he ends up counting the first one which is supposed to be different as part of the seven so so far if you're keeping count these are eight sprinklings then he does the same thing with the blood of the goat eight times so he, he does the same thing and counts in the same way that he did with the blood of the par. And then he goes to the other side, outside the the Aron and and uh, outside the Kodesh Kodashim. And then on the curtain, which is the parochet, he does the same thing again, one and seven, um, for the par first. And then he goes on to do the same exact thing for the goat's blood, as the pasuk says, and he shall do with the blood of the goat like he had done for the blood of the par. And he counts in the same way that he counted inside Kodesh HaKodashim. In all of these hazayot, he would not, uh, he should not try to aim for the blood to be sp- to, to sprinkle upwards or downwards, but rather kemaslif. Maslif means uh, to to hit someone with a with a um, um, with lashes, uh, which means a li- in a little bit of a chaotic way. You just sprinkle it away. You're not really aiming upwards or downwards. Um, which, by the way, just psychologically and to understand what's going on, this takes away the attention from the the target where the, the blood is landing. We don't really care about that because if we cared about where the blood is landing, that would bring us to all sort of anthropocentric places and we'd, we'd try to attribute certain importance to certain spots or dots and that's not what we want we want to focus on the action and on the Kohen Gadol and the fact that the Kohen Gadol is doing this so the moment that he fulfills his responsibility by sprinkling away the blood, the moment the blood leaves his fingers, that's it we don't care about where it lands I think that that's, that's the significance of Enomit Kaven Lehazot Lo Lo Lematta Maslif then he mixes both bloods, the ox and the goat, and then he does four sprinklings on the four corners of the Mizbeyah of the Zahav, as the Mizbeyah of, of the Ketoret that is inside the building, and then seven times towards or on the middle, on the center of this Mizbeah, a total of 11 more Hazayot, and if you add them up to what we said until now, which is 4 times 8, you get to 43. Sorry, 
ושירי הדם שהופך על יסוד מערבי של המזבח החיצון. In all of these 43 הזיות, he must submerge his finger in the blood for each time. He should not use the same blood for sprinkling twice. He should do uh, one submerging of, of his fingers inside the blood for each time that he's sprinkling out. And any leftovers that may be left from this blood um, should be spilled over on the yesod, the, the western yesod of the Mizbeah outside the building. Halachazayin. ואחר כך משלח את השעיר החי ביד איש המוכן להוליכו במדבר. Thereafter, he has to send away the goat, the, the one that's still alive, by, on the hands of somebody who was designated for it. The Torah calls it איש עיתי. עיתי from the word עית, which means an occasion. It's someone who was designated for that occasion. Um, והכל כשרים להוליכו, אלא שעשו כהנים גדולים כאיבה ולא היו מניחים את ישראל להוליכו. And although from the Torah any person would be fit to, to be this designated person, they just need to be pre-designated for this, the כהנים גדולים had as a practice not to permit somebody who wasn't a כהן to do this, or who wasn't a לוי either, so someone who was Israel. וסוכות היו עושים מירושלים ועד תחילת המדבר. ושובת איש אחד או אנשים הרבה בכל סוכה וסוכה מהן, כדי שיהיו מלווין אותו מסוכה לסוכה. And there used to be little huts between the place, between בית המקדש and that the beginning of the desert, which is where they were bringing this goat, and they'd have people staying, spending יום כיפור in those סוכות, either one or several people, so that Uh, this person who's coming with the goat is always accompanied and they'd, they'd walk with the, the goat and the person taking him from one sukkah to the next and then presumably come back until they, 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 um, they go back to within the idol of the city. Al ko sukkah ve sukkah omerin lo hare mazon ve hare mayim im kashal kocho ve sarach leechol ochel u meolam lo sarach adam lechach ve anshe sukkah harona omedin besof atechum Uh, and by each and every hut they'd have uh, food and water just in case a person needs to eat or drink although this never happens this never happened says Harambam that, that someone needed to eat or drink on Yom Kippur while taking the, the sair and again as I, as I said this hut would extend all the way until the tehum of the city which is 2,000 amot from the last כסעד היה עושה חולק לשון של זהוריץ' בקרניו, חסיו כושר בסלע וחסיו כושר בשתי קרניו, ודוחפו לאחוריו והוא מתקלקל ויורד. לו היה מגיע לחסי ההר עד שהוא נעשה איברים איברים. How would this be done? So once he gets to the, the place, that cliff, that they would throw the, the side from, he'd split the לשון של זהורית, he would do it, the כהן, the one that's attached to the horns of the animal. Um, he would then tie half of it by the סלע, by, by some rock, and then the other half would be tied between the, the two horns of the goat. And then he would push the goat 
backwards um, until uh, so, so that the goat falls backwards, um, loses its balance and falls through the cliff. And then as he fell through the cliff, midway he would already be, um, you know, his limbs would have fallen apart and he'd, he would have died midway down the cliff. Um, and then he has to come back to that last sukkah, the one that's at the border of the home, until it darkens. And they would make some kind of watchtowers, some kind of, of signals um, to, to, to see this so that they, they, could, they could communicate the fact to the rest of Am Israel that the Sa'id had arrived to the desert. Once the Kohen Gadol were back to the Kohen Gadol, once he sent away the Sa'id Amishtaleah, um, the, the Kohen Gadol comes back to, to, the, to the, the now dead Par and Sa'ir, the ones whose blood was used inside. Uh, by the way, the Korbanot always the main part is the the, the sprinkling of the blood, the zerika. That the zerikat adam is the main 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 part of the korban, not the shechita and not the burning. But now there is a burning part uh, as well. Vekoran umosiet emurehen. So he he has to then he has to now um, open them apart. These animals take out the insides, the emurin. Venotenam bichli umaktinal gabia mizbeach. He puts them inside the vessel. And he he burns them on the mizbeach. Then he cuts the rest of the flesh of the animals in a way that they are not disconnected from one another. So it looks some some sort of a zigzag. And he doesn't separate between them. And then he sends them um, through others, through other kohanim, to be taken to the place where they are burnt. And then you do the nituah, um, which is something that it's explained in Masia Korbanot Perekzain, together with the the the, the leather. The, le- this le- the leather of this Korbanot is not, unlike other Korbanot, it's not a leather that may be used for other purposes. Back to the side now. Once the Sa'id arrived to the Midbar, and how would they know this? They would know this because of the Dittevayot. So he hasn't, he hasn't uh, been killed yet, the Sa'ir, but he's about to. So now the Kohen Gadol has to do something while this is happening. So the Kohen Gadol uh, comes to Aizrat Nashim, Likrot Batorah, to read, to recite from the Sefer Torah. Ubizman Kriyato Sorefina Parve Sa'id Bevetagdeshen. And while he's reading the Torah, What's happening is they're burning the part in the Sa'ir in Betadeshen. And it used to be the case that because these two things were happening simultaneously, you had, if you were the audience, you had to choose whether you want to go and listen to the Kohen Gadol reading the Torah, or if you wanted to go and see and behold the Korbanot, being, the korbanot of the day being burnt, uh, you could not do both at the same time. 
הורה, שבכדי כהונה ניתנו ליהנות בהם שלא בשעת העבודה, כמו שביארנו. This reciting of the Torah is not one of the avodot of Yom Kippurim, and therefore the Kohen may wear whatever garments he wants, if he wants to change back to his regular non-Kohen Gadol garments, he may do so, um, but he also may use the, the special Kohen Gadol garments. Why is that? Because, as was explained in Chod Kaliyah Mikdash, Uh, the Kohen is allowed to use the Kohen garments also for things that are not official service. Halakha Yod Kesad hu kore yoshev be'azrat ha'nashim v'chol ha'am umedim alav v'chazan ha'keneset notel sifet Torah v'notel l'rosh ha'keneset v'rosh ha'keneset noteno l'asiran v'asiran noteno l'kohen gadol So, how was this ceremony of reading? He would sit down on Aizat al-Nashim, and everyone else is standing. The Hazana Knesset, uh, the Hazana Knesset is, is one of the, of the clerks. He, the Knesset, uh, we don't know exactly what it means. Some people say there was some sort of a bet Knesset there. But there was a role called Hazana Knesset. He would take a Sefer Torah, would give it to Rosha Knesset. Rosha Knesset was some sort of a Um, like Gabai, the one that gives away the Aliyot. And then that Rosh Keneset gives it to the Segan, which was the vice Kohen Gadol. And then the Segan gives it to the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol Omed Umkabel. And then the Kohen Gadol gets up, and as he's standing, he receives a Sefer Torah. The Kore Omed Aharemot. And then while standing, he reads Parashat Aharemot, which is what we read. On Yom Kippur, ve'ach be'asor, also the parasha of ach be'asor, which is right next to it. She'b'farashat mo'adot, atzof ha'inyan. It's it's uh, the next parasha in 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 uh, Emor, and uh, he would read that until the end of that of that uh, subject. Ve'golelit ha'Torah u'manichah be'hiko, and then he he um. He puts the Torah away, he, he, uh, he does Gelilat to the Sefer Torah, and then he puts it, he holds it on his chest. And then he has to announce, everyone should know that I haven't read the entire Torah, and that I'm not stopping because I finished what there is to read, there is much more than this. And then he, uh, he reads further, Ubi'asor, uh, which is in Pinehas, until the end of that, of that section, he has to further read. It's the third thing he has to read it, but he has to read that or to say that by heart. Velamma kore alpe, and why do we make the Kohen Gadol read this portion by heart? Nefisha en golelin sefer Torah batzibur, because we have a rule that we may not change the place of a sefer Torah and adjust it to the right spot in public. Why? Because it's uh, too burdensome for the Sibur, and we are always very considerate of the time of the Sibur. We always try not to make them waste time for no reason. And why do we bring a second Sefer Torah like we do nowadays to, to read from this other portion? Because a single person may not read the same section, and by the way, this part, the same section, appears in some versions of Arambam, but not in others, from two separate sefarim, from two separate scrolls, uh, 
because they might think that the reason that he switched scrolls is because the first one was not fit, which throws into question whether it's okay for the same person as we do nowadays to read um, to read Mashlim and then Maftir uh, from two different Sifre Torah, which is something that we do. In, in reality, what we do that the Baal Kore reads on behalf of everyone else, that's not really the Baal Kore reading. He's an agent for the person coming to the Torah, so that's not the case that's being described here. But in any event, this version that has the words that has the words Ehad would solve for that and would say it's only when the maftir is is uh, is is within the same theme as the mashlim that you should try to have two different people reading um, from different sifre Torah, which would explain a little better why we are using two separate scrolls. Nobody's going to wonder if uh, they switch scrolls because the first one was was not fit. Halacha yud alef be'ayet shekore mevarech lefaniya ulacharia kederech shemevarchim bevet akneset. When he reads, he has to say berachot before and after, just like we do in Bet Knesset. But after, he also add, has to add seven additional special berachot for Yom Kippurim, and these are them. Number three, So these are the first three that the Kohen Gadol adds of the seven. Number four. Then for the fourth one, he does some beracha over the Bet HaMikdash. We don't have a specific formula, we just have a theme. They probably would, would uh, compose it on the spot or they, they'd have some, some, uh, some words prepared for that. But the point of the beracha has to be that we want the Mikdash to, to remain standing with a Shekhinah within it. And the Hatima is fixed, but the content of the Bracha is not. Um, then he has a separate Bracha for Am Israel, and the, the Inyan, the main point of it would be for God to save Am Israel and, and to preserve their king. And then the, the finalization of that Bracha is the one who chooses Am Israel. Then he blesses the Kohanim, a separate Beracha. Um, its meaning or its point being that may God accept their their deeds and and may and, and, and their service and may God bless them, uh, like it says in the Torah Vaniya Barechem. And then the Hatima is that the God consecrates the Kohanim. And then the last one is for him to, to ask for anything, to, to praise um, for, for anything, however he, he wants or, or in, in his personal style. And then he finishes off. Oh God, save your people Israel. For they need your saving. Blessing are you, the one who listens, who heeds prayer. Amen.